What's going on, Rooftop Nation? I got a question for you. How much does emotion affect your life? Now, I'm sure I'm getting varied responses right now. Uh, I work with a lot of people who think that emotion really isn't a factor in the daily J-O-B and that we need to keep emotion at home, keep emotion in the personal life. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that's just not a reality when it comes to human dynamics, when it comes to human performance. I've spent about three decades uh, working by, with, and through uh, different leaders to help them achieve strategic effects. And what I'll tell you is emotion is a major part of who we are. I just experienced it the other day. Uh, at the filming of this, right now, we're in the process of taking our play on the nonprofit side, Last Out, Elegy of a Green Beret, and we're putting it into the world as a film for Memorial Day 2021. And it's a lot of work, particularly for a country boy from Arkansas who's never done a film. It, and now to be an executive producer, it's a lot. And, you know, we've got great people working on it, but there have been one thing going wrong after the other with COVID, budget shortfalls. And the other day, I got some news about the status of the film. You know, we're a couple of weeks out as we film this, and I lost it. I, I mean, I lost all composure. Uh, I fired both barrels into several people on my team in a very unprofessional way. And I really landed hard on them, you know, and, 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 and I continued to go. And I, I mean, I literally went into that trance-like state. I allowed uh, my fear of this film not living up to the standards that it needs to for our Gold Star families, our fallen, my Green Beret brothers um, and sisters. Um, and and it, it turned into anger, you know, and, and it really took advantage of the situation or it took over the situation. And it wasn't until a few minutes later that I got my composure back, reconnected with my breath, made amends and got things back on track. But the fact of the matter is I teach this stuff. This is what I teach and no one is immune from it. Emotions are part of who we are. The fact of the matter is humans are emotional creatures. We are meaning seeking emotional creatures. We always have been and we always will be. As million dollar consultant Alan Weiss says, logic makes people think but emotion makes people act. And that action is both in the positive and in the negative. And if you've worked with me for more than a day, you know that I'm always talking about how as humans in this modern world, we're like an iceberg. You know, 20% of who we are is above the waterline and that's that modern world we live in with meetings and cash flow reports and soccer games for the kids. But there's another 80% that's down below the waterline of that iceberg and that's what sunk the Titanic. <laughs> because there was this hubris or arrogance of not paying attention to what was below the waterline. And that's the same for us. You know, the fact of the matter is we are emotional creatures. We always will be. It will always show up in an engagement, in a negotiation, particularly when people tell you they're not emotional. It's a 250,000 year old primal, invisible truth. It's primal. And rooftop leaders, what makes us different from the traditional leaders is we understand that. We recognize that truth and we don't push away from the emotions. In fact, we understand that there must be emotional access. There must be a connection to our emotions in everything that we do. And we do need to manage our emotions. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we should walk around singing Kumbaya and be blabbering idiots. But if we actually want to manage our emotions in a healthy way and leverage emotions so that they are appropriate, particularly in this time of churn, where there's high distraction, disengagement, and distrust, then we've got to understand what emotions are in the first place and how we work with those. 
You know, the first thing is I think that we need to understand that emotions are, are natural. They are the brain telling the body to take an action. They are a call for action based on a, you know, a, a perceived threat or a perceived opportunity. And that's all they are. You know, so fear is a call for action to run away or to, or to freeze. Uh, anger is a secondary emotion, a call for action to fight, to overcome. And all of our emotions run in this gambit. But particularly right now, I want to talk about fear and anger because I think those are predominant emotions in the world that you and I live in right now. And I'm talking about whether you're a stay-at-home dad, whether you're a school teacher, or whether you're a Fortune 500 CEO. You're not immune to this, right? The, these, these emotions, particularly fear-based behavior that gives way to anger, are very prevalent today. I mean, just look around. It's not hard to look through that lens and see how fear-based behavior is playing out. And in fact, I would submit to you that there are quite a few divisionist leaders in politics, um, uh, in the media, in social media, and in your own community who are all about dividing and actually fomenting contempt and instability around fear and anger in order to cause us to form these primal groups, what I call shadow tribalism, and get us to play against each other to advance a select agenda. That's, the, that's what's going on. And if we're not conscious of our own emotional temperature, then we're at a disadvantage because the folks that foment that instability, the folks that cause that divisionism, they're super aware of it. They know exactly what it is and they know how to play it. So how we train ourselves to recognize our own emotional temperature, to look at the emotional thermometer in every room that we walk in, whether it's physical or virtual, and really make an assessment of it. So let me give you a tool that you can actually use for this uh, that I call an emotional thermometer. It's real basic, but let's just imagine that the emotional thermometer runs from the ground and it goes up to about right here, and this is the blue. This is the parasympathetic state. And then from my hand up to here is the red, and this is a sympathetic state. Well, the sympathetic state is that high state of arousal, fear, anger, when you need to really uh, put all hands on deck and survive. That's when fear and anger come in and you face an, a survival situation. Maybe there's been a car wreck. Uh, maybe, you, or you know, you need to play at a high level. Maybe you're playing a game in overtime. Uh, or even if you have to walk on stage and give a talk, you wanna go into that kind of sympathetic state where the body is fully aroused, fully attuned, ready to take care of business. That blue area that I'm talking about down in here though, that's the parasympathetic state, right? That's that calm and connect state where the body actually metabolizes all of that sympathetic energy that was up there uh, and goes into kind of that calm and connect, rest and digest. This is a better place for a broader perspective. It's a better place for human connection. And both of these, parasympathetic and sympathetic, red and blue, have been around for a quarter million years, right? This is, this is the nervous system and how it works. But what if we could manage our own state? What if we could look at our emotional thermometer and go, okay, am I in the red or am I in the blue? That's a really important thing to be able to do. When I kind of lost my cool, I went into the red, right? I indexed into the red. I had to assess my emotional thermometer and bring that down using different tools. The fact of the matter is, if we allow ourselves to keep going into the red all the time, which a lot of us are doing, it's not an appropriate response for the modern world. It's an appropriate response for a tiger in the bushes and getting away from it, it's not an appropriate response for your 401k eroding or your teenager telling you that she's not going to college, right? That's not an appropriate response. It takes us into that 
place where our aperture for broader perspective reduces and human connection becomes a real impediment, right? We want to be down in that blue state. So um, the effects of those are long lasting as well. Like I had to really go and, and make some atonement to my teammates. Uh, anger, according to Ivan Terrell in the book, The Human Givens, anger makes us temporarily stupid and so does fear. So the more that we can manage our state, that's going to be real important. And that's why I'm talking about managing mindset. So now that you kind of have a, an idea of what that is, um, just know that next week when we come back together, I'm going to start to talk about some tools that you can use in the day-to-day to manage your own emotional temperature. I'll share a few with you that I had to use in that moment and then I use every day um, because we need leaders, rooftop leaders in this rooftop nation that are all about putting priority on human connection and bridging across those trust gaps when the other divisionist leaders are trying to divide us. And the only way you can do that is if you manage your mindset and your emotional temperature. So if this episode was helpful, please share it to some people that could use it and make sure that you tune in next week as we start to explore tools that you can use to manage your own emotional temperature. Thanks for what you do, and I'll see you on the rooftop.